Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man on. His name is Dr. Scott Jensen. He is an MD, family medical uh, medicine physician out of Minnesota. Uh, really nice to meet you. Uh, Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, it's great to be on. I appreciate it very much. You in Minnesota, uh, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a very confused state um, because you've got an AG who is probably the worst attorney general in the, in the country, a guy who doesn't like police, a guy who has said ridiculous things about defunding, a guy who is going after people like you for reasons that we'll get into in a moment. But um, I, I'm not really sure I understand other than he's a fan of Antifa. We know that. It's, I'm not making it up. And he's a guy that is a radical guy who is now the top cop in your state. So this top cop decided he would go after you. You're a doctor. Are you in the, in the Minneapolis area? I live about a half hour away from the airport, so in the suburbs. Good. Okay, so you're in, you're in that general area, and you're doing the job since, what, 1982? And suddenly, yeah. you're in big trouble because you dared tell people about medications that could help them with COVID. Fill me in. Absolutely. I was the uh, doctor of the year in Minnesota in 2016. I was a Bush Fellow uh, recipient. I've had a wonderful career and never been investigated by the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice until I raised my hand and said, hey, listen, if you're going to coach us to do death certificates like we'd never done them before and to use contributing conditions such as COVID as the underlying cause of death, you're going to corrupt the value of that data. For my efforts at raising the concern, I was three months later investigated for the first time in my life by the Board of Medical Practice. Wow. Four times I was investigated, four times I responded, and four times the allegations were dismissed. The fifth time was 15 months ago, and they asked me for information. I submitted it. Three months passed, and then it went dark. Nothing for 12 months during the campaign year of 2022. And 10 days ago, I received a letter from the Attorney General's office, Keith Ellison, saying, Okay, we're not going to be dismissing the allegations now. We're going to be resurrecting the fifth investigation. And by the way, we're adding to it. So this will be a sixth investigation on top of it. And you're going to be coming to a conference. And I will be representing, my office will be representing the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. And that's the way it is. And that's where we stand. It's Dr. Scott Jensen. It's J-E-N-S-E-N. Get his book. It's called We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. Doc, if you want to show the people who are watching the book, We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. And it's Dr. Scott Jensen. Um, Let's get into what you just said is a lot. So let's get into it. Um, When it comes to you saying we should not be putting COVID as the reason, as the cause of death, because we know this has been happening since the beginning. Even the, uh, the the chief medical person in Illinois said, oh yeah, if you die in a car crash and you had COVID, it's a COVID death. If you jump off a bridge and you had COVID, it's a COVID death. And that's really what you were barking about, right? I mean, it, you should actually put the cause of death and not say it was COVID because that somehow means more money from somebody. You're exactly right. And we've seen it from Kentucky, Florida, Minnesota, New England states, Audits have been done. There is no question. COVID-19 has been used as the underlying cause of death in situations in which it clearly was not. Even the CDC has come out and said it. Italy has said it. Across the world, people realize that there was a push to use COVID-19. And Joe, I was also sharply criticized for saying that masks will not prevent you from getting the disease. And that has been proven. I also came out and said, Locking people into nursing homes and making them die horrific, lonely deaths is not something we're going to be proud of on the long term. And locking kids out of school isn't working. All of these things are part of the allegations that have come against me. And the allegations have come not from patients of mine. These are coming from left 
activists that don't like my politics, and they are weaponizing the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. It's such an important point because if there are patients of yours, you would, you would care. You'd say, okay, hold on, what's, what's going on here? Well, what am I doing that you'd like to talk to me about? But these are not people that got your services. These are not people that obviously know the science. Uh, get his book. It's called Dr. Scott Jensen Book.com is the website. Dr. Dr. Scott Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N Book.com. Make sure you get this book. It's uh, We've Been Playing Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. So, we also have heard stories, and doctor, I'm sure you're, you're abreast of this too. Um, we've heard stories where people are in the hospital for a broken leg, and if they happen to have antibodies from COVID, they're calling that a COVID person, and getting some hospitals getting $13,000 per patient. Has all of this been about money, in your opinion, or is it about, about controlling us, or both? I think it's both. I think you're talking power, and you're talking dollars. Without question, if you have a standard garden variety Medicare patient in the hospital with pneumonia, Many hospitals will receive somewhere around $5,000. But if it's called a COVID-19 pneumonia, that number moves up to 12, 13,000. And if during that course of that hospitalization, a ventilator was used, now you're talking somewhere 38 to $39,000. You've got to follow the dollars sometimes. And we also saw the CARES Act administer more money if a hospital system would hit a certain threshold. Many people don't understand that. If from January to June of 2020, you could hit 161 COVID-19 patients, you then were entitled to some $75,000 per patient in addition to what you'd been paid. This is a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's Dr. Scott Jensen. Get his book. Again, it's called We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. So I didn't know about the ventilator money. We know that people who were put on ventilators more times than not would die because they weren't getting the proper treatment. They're being put on a ventilator, which wasn't solving the problem. But I didn't know there was 30 plus thousand extra dollars that went to a hospital per patient if they were put on a ventilator. That's crazy. That's why we were going nuts trying to find ventilators early on. And I, I often wondered, why aren't we trying to provide some sort of care for the virus? Why are we just putting them on a breathing machine? It was very strange to me. When did you find that out? Because I, I hadn't heard about that before, and I, I find myself to be pretty knowledgeable about this. I released that to Laura Ingram in April, where I said, if it's $5,000 for standard pneumonia, it'll be $13,000 for COVID-19 pneumonia. And if a ventilator is used, then you got $39,000. We had a courageous physician out of New York go in April and May, especially I think May of 2020, saying, listen, our death rate when we use ventilators is about 80%. Wow. Traditionally, Joe, putting a person on a ventilator is a big deal. But normally we would expect the death rate to be somewhere around 40%. It doubled in those first months of COVID-19. Because they weren't getting treatment. They were being put on a ventilator and acting as if that was going to do it. They weren't literally getting medicine that could have helped them. I mean, this is this is obvious, is it not? And our thinking was wrong. We thought that if we just powered the oxygen into the system, we would force the patient's lungs to get better. What we found out when we stopped using the ventilators was it wasn't about jacking up the pressure. It was about increasing the concentration of oxygen. You could do it through the nasal cannula, low low flow, high concentration. Those patients did much better. In fact, I had a 98-year-old patient in today, Joe, who got over COVID over the last few weeks, was in the hospital two weeks. He was up to six liters per minute of oxygen, low flow. He did fine. He's 98 years old and he's doing great. The ventilators at the front end may have been the best effort with the knowledge they had at that time, right. but without question, the ventilators were not a big part of any solution.
It's Dr. Scott Jensen, MD. He's a family medicine physician. The book website is drscottjensenbook.com. Go there, drscottjensenbook.com. It's called We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. So uh, I had COVID. I'm 56, pretty healthy. I work out. Um, I have not been jabbed, will not get jabbed, not going to take, uh, but because I'm not informed, so I'm not going to give my consent. Uh, I was back on the air a day later. You know why? I took ivermectin, D3, B12, zinc. Uh, I had some steroids for my lungs so that I could breathe better and literally off the air one day, doc. Now it sucked. That day that I was in bed was horrible, but I got over it very quickly. We know these things work. There are dozens of studies that show hydroxychloroquine works. We know that because in Nigeria, they take it for, for bites from mosquitoes and the, the rate of COVID is almost nothing in Nigeria. And uh, we know ivermectin works because there are dozens of studies that show that it does. So why are you in trouble for prescribing ivermectin? I'm confused. It is a confusing issue because typical primary care doctors, Jill, prescribe 30% of the prescriptions we write are off-label. For pediatricians, it's probably closer to 60 to 75% of their prescriptions are off-label. These are drugs that you're talking about that are safe. They've been on the World Health Organization's essential medication list. They've been used for decades and decades and decades. What we saw was government officials step in, tell patients and doctors, you don't get to decide what your plan of action is going to be. This has never happened to me in my career. In 2020 in Minnesota, The governor of Minnesota told the board of pharmacy, you tell your pharmacies not to dispense the drugs that physicians are writing for their patients if it's hydroxychloroquine. Four months after he did that, he quietly rescinded that order and didn't say a word. Wow. If you look at the data in 2021 out of the NIH, they talk about the value of ivermectin and they talk about the mechanism of action, how it showed potential good findings in vitro. And it never said in 2021, do not use this. Well, 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 doctor, I've got to ask you, why then do you think, and again, it's probably money and power, but I want you to answer it. People like Dr. Gupta on CNN or MSNBC or ABC, NBC, CBS, they all lied and said ivermectin was a horse paste. Because the dose for ivermectin for me was nowhere near what it would be for a horse, and it wasn't because of worms. It was because this is, as you said, an established drug. This drug has won awards for being very, very helpful in human beings. So why did they all get in line and say that? I think these people were in ivory towers, Joe. They weren't treating patients in the trenches. They weren't seeing the tears roll down people's cheeks when you said, well, I can't do that, or I might get in trouble. These people were desperate. This is not that much different than what happened in 1976, Joe, with the Legionnaire's disease in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We didn't use the standard medicines to cure people of that because the standard medicines weren't working. It was by doing off-label prescribing and stumbling on erythromycin as the savior for that outbreak. We were in this situation denied the opportunity to do what we've always done in medicine. Why would government step in, tell patients and physicians, you don't get to do what you've been doing for decades and decades because 
big government speaking up. Big Pharma was right there with big government and big tech was supporting it. And if you said something contrary to the general narrative, big tech was going to censor you. Yeah, I said hydroxychloroquine works on Twitter and I was suspended. Uh, that's that's kind of the way that it goes. But but recently, Project Veritas has this undercover video with a guy from Pfizer and they admit it's a revolving door between government and pharmaceutical companies. Uh, I'm guessing you agree with me that pharmaceutical companies should not be able to, to lobby the government at all. They should not be connected. They shouldn't be able to donate to campaigns. And there certainly shouldn't be a revolving door. If you leave the HHS, you shouldn't show up on the Pfizer board. That is the triad of tyranny that I talked about. It is big pharma and big government and big tech, Joe. If you look at where big pharma's money ends up, they fund the FDA to a significant degree. They fund the CDC to a significant degree through the CDC Foundation. And they fund an awful lot of our liberal politicians in Washington, D.C. Big pharma is having a far more profound effect on our lives than we realize. And that's why people have got to wake up, engage, and recognize that our American freedoms are being taken from us right underneath our nose. Yeah, they absolutely are. We've been we've been played, is the book, exposing the triad of tyranny. It's Dr. Scott Jensen. Go to drscottjensenbook.com and go find out more. What specifically is Keith Ellison alleging you did wrong? Is it just the ivermectin? Is it something else? What is the what is his problem? And why does he think he has a case? I spoke against masks and children. I spoke against lockdowns. I spoke against the vaccines being mandated. I raised the issue that the VAERS data program, which is co-managed by the CDC and the FDA, revealed record-setting, never-before-seen number of adverse events associated with this vaccine. I said to Joe Biden in September of 2021 when he said, we're going to mandate that you get the vaccine or we're going to have private companies firing you. I said, hey, come on. We don't have that kind of data. Right. Is this something that we have to talk about civil disobedience, which is, if you will, peaceful noncompliance? These are the things I've done. Plus, they mentioned that my handwriting is sloppy and they didn't like the way <laughs> I put my resume. Come on. I mean, every doctor has horrible handwriting. I've seen these prescriptions that you guys write. So I just want to make sure I understand masks. Um, we know they don't work because the openings in the masks are larger than the molecules of COVID. COVID gets in no problem. We know that that lockdowns didn't work because it, 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 it made depression go up and people were killing themselves. We know that keeping kids out of school didn't work. We're now two years behind in math and science. Everything uh, mandates don't work because they're illegal, first of all. And the, the world governments or the governance of the world, the law of the, of the world after World War II was you have to have informed consent. These are EUA. They're not uh, at all FDA approved, no matter what lie they told about the name being FDA approved. So everything that you said is backed by science or common sense. So what's the problem? I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear what it is that he's, he's alleging because none of what you just said is wrong. It's all correct. And that's why we're having the conference, because I think what's happened, Joe, is we've moved from faulty policies and me calling them out, me calling out the draconian lockdown measures. I was attacked and literally it's become a witch hunt. And now they're trying to make an example of me. They're trying to scare physicians into don't you dare do this because we will hurt you. And frankly, Joe, they picked the wrong guy. Yeah. Because we're not going to back down. We haven't done anything wrong. This diet of deception that they're feeding us isn't satisfying my appetite for the truth. 
Exactly right. You know, I had a doctor on recently from from California. They actually passed a law that says if you deal in COVID misinformation, misinformation that's arbitrarily decided by by Gavin um, uh, Newsom and his government in California, you can lose your license there as well. Thank God a doctor fought it and there's been an injunction. So that law is not on the books yet, but they're still trying to get it on the books. That's kind of what they're doing to you without having a law. That's exactly right. And so the California decision by the federal judge to put an injunction against that was huge. But the bottom line is, if you look at the First Amendment and the 14th Amendment in regards to ambiguity and vagueness in this whole question of misinformation, we have got to stand up for our Constitution. The bottom line is, misinformation might well be what Tony Fauci did in the first three months of the pandemic when he said, for heaven's sakes, don't wear masks. Right. A month or two later, all of a sudden you got religion and you told everybody in the world, if you don't wear a mask, you're trying to kill grandma. Was that misinformation or disinformation? Because disinformation, if you look up in Webster, has to do with deliberately telling things that are not true. Misinformation is you're telling the best truth you know at the time. When Tony Fauci said there was no gain of function research going on, right. I'm not buying that. That well, might have been disinformation. Well, of course it was, because he knew that he was funding the, the Wuhan lab. We could also talk about the disinformation that, that he put out w- during HIV. He was dead wrong on HIV, and he was dead wrong from the beginning right throughout. But that, we don't have time for that. It's uh, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. Make sure you go to his website, drscottjensenbook.com, drscottjensenbook.com. The book is We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. As this continues, doctor, come back on the program, give, give us updates, and I really appreciate and I support your fight. Joe, thank you so much. You make a difference. Well, I appreciate that. I'm trying my best. Thank you for coming on, and we're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. As I said during the interview, we will keep in contact with Dr. Scott Jensen, find out what's happening in Minnesota there. Keith Ellison, obviously the Antifa-loving AG of Minnesota. He obviously is going after the wrong guy here. So we hope that uh, the doctor stays strong. I'm sure he will. Next hour, it's going to be Devin Nunes, former Intelligence Committee chair. He's also the guy who's the CEO of Truth Social. We'll talk about last night's State of the Union. We'll talk about Truth Social, talk about Twitter and other platforms as well. We get into a lot of stuff about the dossier as well. Really cool interview. Make sure you stick around for that next hour. A lot coming your way. Go to the website, JoePags.com. Scroll down, click on Contact. You can also click on Watch to go see all of my Rumble videos, including the Pags parodies. Click on Watch at JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.